0: Ben, tonight's going to be just a bear. Why's that? I don't know. Rough day at work. Um, now I got to watch the Cardinals while also doing a podcast. So. You nervous? I, I don't know where my focus is going to be. Yes, I'm nervous. It's the Dodgers, man. Yeah, it's just a 107-win team in the wild card game.
1: You got this. Go Cards.
0: Hottest team in baseball, baby.
1: Sure, do a podcast.
0: Uh, I guess it's what the people want, right? I don't know. I found out last week that my mom doesn't actually
1: listen. So, yeah, mine doesn't either.
0: Welcome, everyone, to episode three of the B Team. Uh, as always, I am Busby with me is Benjamin Williams. And yes, Penn, sir. We get, we get to do something tonight that we haven't got to do yet dogs. We get to talk about a victory. I'm pumped. <sighs> Ben, let's run through the agenda for the night real quick. Yeah. For everyone listening at home, this is going to be a very college football heavy episode. And I love it. That's what we love. Will we get to fantasy football? Maybe. Will we get to MLB? Maybe. Does it matter? No. You know why it doesn't matter? Because it's our show.
1: Yep. It's October and the dogs win. You're going to hear a lot of college football. The
0: dogs are barking.
1: So, as we mentioned, we get to talk about a victory today. Quick
0: recap of what happened this week. Mississippi State wins on the road in College Station, 26-22. I know you're at a wedding pin. How much of this game did you get to watch?
1: Uh, Probably 70% of it, I would say. I was pleasantly surprised with how much I got to watch. But um, Any broad takeaways? I, wish, uh, I mean, obviously, I was – I was confident going in, but I'd been confident the past two weeks as well. Um, but I thought we looked good. I think, I think A&M was probably overrated, and I don't think they're as good as the 15th team in the country. But going on the road, getting a win at Kyle Field, um, I'll take it every, every year, honestly. So um, I thought we looked good. I thought there was um, no turnovers. I didn't think that. There were no turnovers. Uh, which we had talked about being a huge thing, and obviously it helped us seal the, seal the deal. Um, obviously got tight there at the end. I um, was a little worried, but pulled out the W, so.
0: Yeah, anyone that listened last week knows that I predicted we would lose this week. Uh, that's not the only incorrect prediction I had, which we will get to that more later. Um, but honestly, I thought Mr. State kind of dominated the game. As weird as it sounds, like looking at the final score, Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I was terrified again, coming down to the end, like this is where we screw something up and there are still some things we can clean up and I'm sure those will come up, but all in all, I thought this was like a a really, really good victory. Um, the one that I didn't expect to happen. So I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked about how we've dominated on the stat sheet in both of our losses this year. Um, and this one felt the same, um, but we you know, finish the job. And, you know, it feels You're, good. It feels like what we talked about last week. You really could, in sense.
0: theory, be five and no. That's oh, kind easily. of frustrating.
1: But I mean, four and one, if there's just any person uh, refereeing that has a brain easily. I mean, the LSU one, we beat ourselves and we can't blame anybody else, but at least four and one.
0: I also noticed that the Twitter talking heads were not as gung ho about. Well, this offense isn't gonna work this week. Imagine that. Ben, there's a big reason why to that. Why's that? Two weeks ago, I made it pretty known my feelings on the Mississippi State quarterback situation. Yeah. I too. think I was a little hasty. <laughs> I think that was the fandom speaking out.
1: Um yeah. Will Rogers looked fantastic this weekend. He did. He um and like I'll take up for us for a second. We never said he wasn't good.
0: It is just true. We didn't, we,
1: didn't, we didn't think he was that guy for this offense or, you know, whatever that means, honestly. But uh, he's showing off. You know, he could be the, like we said, could be leading a 5-0 and team in the SEC right now, putting up numbers. He's, I don't know, pro football focus, number one rated SEC quarterback right now as far as statistics go. Um, if you look at his stats, he's pretty awesome. So, yep. and his, I don't like to go ahead. I don't like to
0: go off of Pro Football Focus all that much, but in this scenario where it makes me feel good, they're the greatest thing I've ever invented.
1: So yeah, that's just like anything. I only use it if it is to my advantage. But I, um, I also kind of love the cockiness afterwards, at the presser and all that. You know, I kind of like that. That kind of makes me think he is that guy. The the he edge
0: the edge with the rock and the cowboy hat look this week was great. Um, yeah. I was sitting there on a buddy's couch, um, watching this game and thinking back to everything I had previously said. And my thought was, was I too quick to come to a judgment, um, on a guy that's, what is he like 19, 20 years old? Like he's, he had a COVID freshman season last year, didn't start the season as the starter. Um, really had to kind of learn on the fly and then was you know just implemented as a full-time Started this year for the first time like was I too quick to come to the judgment on what I thought Will Rogers would be I am not I'm, I'm not saying like I think Will Rogers is going to be an all SEC quarterback or anything like that but he's good and he showed that he was good last week and uh made me
1: eat some words so yeah we um we kind of pulled the whole what the fan base was saying about Mike Leach and how we took up for him saying last year, doesn't really count and all that. I mean, he came in last year to go over for KJ Costello was a world better than him, which isn't saying much, but he's also playing with like what 20 scholarship players at that point last season. Like Yeah. I think they played? took
0: what 40, the number always changes, but I think it was a, what, like 46 to Georgia. Yeah.
1: And that and was, that was his team. first start. Right. Am I mistaken about that? Maybe, but that was the whole team. I mean, I'm talking about on offense. I mean, there wasn't, that many and plus obviously Makai Polk bringing in all these guys um has helped him a ton and I think him and Makai just have some kind of
0: connection. yeah that was that's the next one the the thing that really stood out this week weekend Makai Polk was also awesome and he's been good every week so um, yeah he's been great and yeah Cal Trace made an appearance yep Wally World he scored quite a few times this year it's just Makai Polk has been the more consistent receiver um probably Jameer Calvin too if we're being honest, and Austin Williams is like the epitome of consistency. Um, But, yeah, I thought this weekend was great, but I'm going to just run down the numbers for you here. So we talked about Will Rogers. He ended up 46-59, of so that's like, what, four straight weeks of over 50 passing attempts, Um, which shouldn't come as a shock to anyone watching this offense. 408 Mm -hmm. yards, three touchdowns, no picks, Um, 6.9 average. Nice. Uh, Nice. I would still like to bump that up a little bit. I thought he took more shots down the field, but uh, me being greedy, I would like a few more. But I understand in this offense, they're not going to force too much of anything. So I can't be yeah, too and with, picky there. Yeah, when you there.
1: throw a screen pass for negative one or one yard, that kind of breaks up the average. So.
0: Right. We talked about Polk. He had 13 receptions for 126 yards. Uh, the school record, I think, is – this is going to sound bad – the the two numbers aren't even close. It's either 15 or 19. I can't remember what the stat was, <laughs> but it's held by Eric Moulds. There was part of me on Saturday that I was like, he's going to do it. Uh, yeah. Ended up not doing it, but it was a great game nonetheless. He scored twice. Of course, he had the fade in the back of the end zone. Um, nice throw, probably a nicer catch. Uh, yeah. And then the uh, – I'm just going to call it a go route. I don't really know what it was. I don't think it was a post and it wasn't a fade. Um where Will Rogers kind of threw it between two defenders, but Makai Polk was wide open anyway, Um, uh, going back the other way. so
1: Yeah, if you freaking watch that play off the line, that DB just folded like a lawn chair. I thought he fell down, just tripped, but Makai just crossed him up and he just – his ankles disintegrated. It was awesome.
0: So, anyone listening can tell that we are absolutely ecstatic about what happened last week. And as Mystery State fans, we are – kind of raised to not make fun of other fan bases because it can very quickly change. But can we take a minute to laugh at Texas
1: A&M, please? They're so bad, man. Jimbo Fisher.
0: I don't even know. Oh, we're going to get to that. I don't even know, like, if they're bad. There's just, like, Zach Calzada, man. That dude was not good. He had that one fluky run.
1: Yeah, um, Aaron Brule yeah. should have had him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had that one here. Aaron Brule, by the way, yeah. stopped me in my tracks there. Uh, no tackles this week?
1: Yeah, man. He's, that's that's odd. That's shocking. And that one, I mean, he got his ankles disintegrated by freaking Calzada. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know why they didn't just hand the ball off to Spiller and A-Chain the entire game, but I'm glad yeah. that they didn't. Uh, the defense, Mr. State's defense still gives up quite a few big plays but um, um this is not the week for me to make fun of it or criticize it so we're just going to look past that and focus on the on the good probably coming week. in two weeks oh yeah oh yeah anyone that doesn't know Alabama in two weeks but get a little bit of a breather with Vanderbilt the week after yeah and about a week before so you know but uh you brought up Jimbo Fisher
1: mm-hmm.
0: give me your thoughts on Jimbo Fisher
1: uh, probably one of the most overrated coaches of all time. Um, You know, looking at it, I, they had the stat up. I'm sure anybody that watched the game this weekend um, or any of the post-game this week coverage, through the first same amount of games, I don't even know how many it is, 50 or 60-something games, uh, him and Kevin Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin had a better record than he
0: did. Kevin Sumlin also yeah. had Johnny Manziel. Yeah, but he
1: – okay. You, you don't think Jimbo has talent? No,
0: I think he does, but I uh, don't. Johnny was Johnny won a Heisman and beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Like he was pretty pretty good.
1: You, so you would take Kevin Solman over Jimbo? Pitt? No,
0: no, no, no. Okay. Don't put words in my mouth.
1: I'm just so, saying. All things considered, I, just,
0: Johnny Manziel they were, made a pretty big difference.
1: They ran that man out of town, and um, you know, I just think coming out of Florida State. I mean, how how much are they paying him? Uh, it's nine million,
0: and I laugh at that for reasons that I will explain here in just a minute. How much is Nick Saban getting paid? I don't know, like 11, 12, but he's got car dealerships and booster money and all kinds of other stuff. Jimbo's probably getting the same thing, but base salary, I think it's like 12, if I'm not mistaken. Could be very
1: yeah. wrong on that. Back to your original question, I just think he's overrated. I also think he had. I mean, the highest of expectations live up to. Um, it was national championship, college, playoff, college football playoff, or bust every year. They came in this year with a lot of hype. The quarterback going down obviously hurts them, but there were supposed to be two. These guys are supposed to both be pretty good. Um, I think, going back to your point about them running the ball more last game, they probably, not saying they would have won, but a lot of those mistakes might not have happened. Um, I just think, there's just something not working. and You know, they could go on a tear, you know, next year be great. But if I was a Texas a fan, I'd be very, very frustrated right now.
0: I get that. I said once upon a time, and it's not on social media, and it's, you know, just hearsay. So, people are going to have to either trust me or it's probably, it's probably wrong. It's probably wrong anyway. But whenever he was hired, I thought he was like a super overrated coach because he – he was hanging on that national title that he won with another Heisman Trophy winner first overall pick Jameis Winston takes in yeah he i mean he's he's been good I'm not going to like try to tear the man down, but at some point these recruiting classes have to amount to something rather than oh, you know, we went nine and three this year and next year's the year yep, um, year's got to be that year it's also the dichotomy uh. The juxtaposition that I saw Saturday with Mike Leach's like sticky note of plays versus his yeah. uh, what did uh, Jordan Rogers refer to it as the uh, uh, cheesecake factory menu? And yeah, just like,
1: using just keeps unfolding. Yeah, as you at some
0: point, what at, at some point like don't you just simplify it? Like Calzada, we've already talked about his limitations. Um, don't you just kind of make
1: things easier on him? Uh, at, like if you can at all. Uh, I would think so especially when you have two really good backs.
0: But there's another reason to laugh at A&M, Ben. <laughs> and it's a reason we've uh, been laughing for a while as Mississippi State fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jimbo Fisher's original contract was 10 years, 75 million. Seven and a half million a
1: year. Mm-hmm.
0: That was uh, negotiated by Scott Woodward, now the, now the LSU AD. Um, they hired Ross Bjork after Scott Woodward left. Who? Anyone that doesn't know Ross Bjork was the old 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 Ole Miss A D. That dude is like the king. Maybe Skip Bayless beats him at failing upward. It makes no sense. He came in, renegotiated Jimbo for nine million a year. Who were you who are you negotiating against?
1: <laughs> who knows, man?
0: it's a fantastic story.
1: Yeah, it's also, I mean, Jimbo was like, okay, yeah, I'll take more money.
0: Uh, yeah, and you can't fire him. Like, they're not going to fire Jimbo anyway. Um, yeah. But, like, it's like whenever uh, it was originally announced that Ed Ordron's buyout was like $24 million or something like that. Like, who are you bidding against? No <laughs> one wanted that guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can see it more with Jimbo than Ed Ordron, which I think we'll get into later. But Yeah, but um, what, what job was coming open? Like they did it right. this offseason, right? So, yeah. And what? And is he were you worried playing? about him
0: moving to Texas?
1: And, and at that point, if he's going to continue doing this, you may have led him. I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm not ready to give up on Jimbo, but you definitely don't renegotiate for
1: $9 million a year. You remember when the LSU really wanted Jimbo? I think, I mean, there was a time everyone wanted him. Right after Bobby Bowden left. Yeah. I mean, maybe, Bobby I'm, I'm probably just piling on the Texas A&M hate right now. Cause I love it. And we seem to be there crimped tonight, which is awesome. Yeah. Thinking we now Fitzgerald lead is they're dead. We now lead the
0: total series eight to seven for anyone that doesn't know or wasn't aware or just doesn't
1: care. Yeah. I think five and five since they came into the sec, something like that.
0: But you're right. It's fun to laugh at A&M. Uh, I don't have anything against them. It's probably the most fun college trip I went on, uh, yeah, but they do, they do some weird stuff. I'm not going to try to hide it.
1: Yeah, and just quick tangent, I know we have some other stuff we got to get into, but those videos circulating of the are they Yale leaders? yell leaders, yep. Smack talking about Starville and Mississippi State and all this, it's just gold.
0: Well, Ben, we talked about uh, – this is going to be a pretty college football heavy podcast. We've spent a lot of time already on state and their victory, but I want to kind of branch out and go over some other stuff that happened this week before we get into future stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a key takeaway that I think most of the country shares. So it's not going to be like crazy. I think what we learned this week is that there's just like two really awesome teams. And then a gap. And then, like, 10 through 20 – or not 10 through 20, like, 3 through 20 in yeah. some weird order.
1: Yeah, and I think, the, you know, obviously you're talking about Alabama and Georgia. And I think both of those teams are interchangeable. I really think Georgia looks really good this year, but they've looked really good before. And until Kirby Smart can win the big game, I'm hesitant. Um, but Alabama looked great against Ole Miss. Obviously, we'll get to our picks later from last week. But I was I was all on the lane train. I had my popcorn ready, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, just wasn't good. But And then Georgia stomped Arkansas.
0: It wasn't even,
1: like, close to being a good game. Stomped them. I was sitting at a B-dubs in Florence, Alabama, watching that game excited at 11 a.m. Game was like, over 10 minutes in.
0: Yeah, like at least for the Alabama-Ole Miss game, we had that first drive. The Ole Miss, we're like, oh, this might be exciting. This might be fun. This might be competitive. Before it all came crashing down, that game was just a beat down from start to finish.
1: Yeah. Arkansas couldn't do anything, which I don't think Arkansas is a terrible team. So, what just happened, Buzzby? He threw, for those he, that are yeah, listening, it, uh, Busby just uh, threw arms his hands went up. up in the air.
0: Yeah. Arms went up, pass ball, Cardinals scored. We're up 1 nothing on the top of the first. I'm Go trying far. to avoid making noises. So, I'm just going to do hand signals that Ben's going to have to put up with for the night. That's fine. Um, uh,
1: so yeah, your, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I think that those are the two best teams in the country, and I, do too. I, I think was going to pose State, that's going to be a great think, game this weekend. It's gonna yeah, be an I awesome think both game. those
1: teams are are good. I don't know if they're in the same tier, um, and we'll we'll learn a lot Saturday. Um, but I think Iowa. I mean, they talk about a beatdown Friday night. Yeah, they took it to Maryland, which probably not a very good team, but still beating somebody that bad is especially on the road a good thing and um Penn State I think that game this weekend is going to be awesome looking forward to it so
0: yeah I'm very excited for that one um but the question I was going to pose to you I'm going to pose it to you because I don't know and I'm not even going to act like I know who do you think is the best
1: team in the country the Georgia Bulldogs you think Georgia is better than Alabama I do okay um would you say that com- if Go ahead.
0: would you say that if you knew Stetson Bennett was a starter for the rest of the year,
1: yeah, really interesting, yeah, I don't say Stetson
0: Bennett that got run out last year
1: yeah, I don't think you have to have an all world quarterback just like in Alabama, I don't think you have to have an all world quarterback um I think you should have to have a guy that doesn't turn the ball over they the reason I say Georgia, I think their defense is better than Alabama's um Alabama probably has a little bit better offense, but I just think they're a more complete team. I could totally eat my words on that, and like I said, I have my hesitancy with Kirby Smart uh, winning a big game. He's Saban's pulled his pants down twice now, um, so head-to-head, I think it's a toss-up. But if you had to make me pick one at this point, I'm going with Georgia.
0: It's probably fair. I'm gonna stick with Alabama. I think I'm just I'm just not gonna go against Nick Saban. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, simple. That's fair. I think, like, Georgia might be better. um, But I'm not going to pick against a Nick Saban team. And I don't really have a justification for that other than Nick Saban's really good.
1: I understand. And um, go ahead. Follow-up question.
0: Is anyone else good?
1: Like I said, I think Penn State and Iowa are both good. I think Ohio State uh i don't know i don't really believe in the michigan hype um i think oregon's pretty good i think last weekend they got tripped up with stanford joe moorhead not in the building i think actually hurt them um hope he's doing well i haven't read any news since he was in the hospital but um i think they're pretty good and i think they'll probably win out you know, they'll come out of the pack 12 and if they're in the playoff i think they can give some teams a run but Nobody in the Big 12. I don't think Oklahoma's as good as they have been in the past. Texas? Uh, yeah. uh, no. So, you don't have high hopes for that game this weekend then? I don't. I think Oklahoma wins, but I, don't, I really don't care. You know what I mean? It's not – I'll watch it, but I'm not that excited about it. But I think those – Penn State, Iowa, uh, I think maybe Ohio State, if they can get their, you know, their defense together and, and win some games and do something towards the end of the year, they could sneak in, you know, if they win – um, beat some teams like, Penn, you know, Iowa and all those teams. Um, ben, but you can those... say the word – you can say the word shit. <laughs>
0: like, you started to and then decided if, not to.
1: What if my – what if my mom decides to listen one
0: day? Well, guess what? My mom's not, so. <laughs> you yeah. said it in your in your statement there. I think Ohio State's the third best team in the country. Yeah. I, I – I don't <laughs> – I think Penn State and Iowa are fine. I don't know. They're probably going to make me look stupid. But I think Ohio State is going to win out, and I think they're going to win the Big Ten title probably against Iowa because um, I think Iowa wins this week, so they'll probably be undefeated heading into that game because the Big Ten West – they call it the Big Ten West, so they still have that, like,
1: leaders and whatever. I still don't get their division, so. Yeah,
0: um, I th- that, that division is just not very good. So, I think Ohio State wins out. I think Ohio State is the third best team in the country. I think come playoff time, though, they're going to put them at number two because Alabama and Georgia will have to play uh, right before that for the SEC title.
1: Yeah. Um, do well, you think Cincinnati play. is good? Me. I mean, Notre Dame, man. We
0: Yeah. So, let's clear it up. Let's just get it out in the open. <laughs>
1: Mr. Notre Dame over here.
0: Last week I said I don't Everybody's think Notre Dame is overrated. Yeah, uh, that is me. I watched Rudy religiously. <laughs> um, last week I said that I didn't think Notre Dame was overrated. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not good, and the they're in my sorry. picks for this week. So maybe I've corrected myself. Maybe I haven't. We'll find out. But uh, but yeah, I still I still think my argument was on sound premise. They just crap the bed for me, shit the bed for me, if you will. Uh, since yeah. I just got onto you saying that we can <laughs> say that.
1: Yeah, and we'll get into our picks. I was O and five this week, so yeah, two and three. So for me to eat,
0: yeah, the us name really stood out this week. Um, so look ahead at this week. We got Bama, A and M, bloodbath. We've talked about how a and is bad. Uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Interesting. Two teams that uh, we were both wrong on, in a sense. You they thought Ole Miss was bad, better than they said. were? Yeah. yeah. Um, And something wacky always happens in that game. Now, the line has been bet from, like, Ole Miss minus two to Ole Miss minus six at this point. So, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of corrected itself. I think Ole Miss is probably better. Um. But you can never count out something stupid happening in this game. Um, More than 26. Iowa, Right. Iowa-Penn State, we talked about it's in Iowa, Kinnick's going to be rocking after, you know, they wave to the children and stuff.
1: I just noticed something real quick. I said fourth and 26. Was that the Arkansas game or is that the
0: – That's Georgia- the Georgia National Championship game. I was
1: just going to let you roll with it. That was second and 26. I think you combined the two. Yeah, what was the Arkansas? It was fourth and something crazy. Yeah, they had
0: that weird like throw it to Hunter Henry. By the way, always killed this State. Lateral back to like Alex Coll or the quarterback. Who was it? It was one of the uh, Allens, right?
1: It was um, either Brandon was, Allen or Austin Allen. No, he lateraled it back to the running back, Alex. Alex uh, Collins. Yeah, and he. Ran I know it. Alex
0: Collins ended up getting the first down, but I don't know. Yeah, he it just picked it up. Book. It was
1: bouncing around. He picked. I was there. Picked it up. Oh, and okay. Ran it down, and then they ended up scoring. Going for two, right now and snuck it in for the big old misca. I uh, refute
0: that statement, but it's okay. <laughs> um, Auburn, Georgia, oldest rivalry in the South. I think Georgia is going to beat the brakes off of Auburn. The legend of Bo Nix, right yeah. Um, LSU, Kentucky, that has implications outside of the national title, but Kentucky is still undefeated, so who knows? Um, and then the Red River rivalry, hardest word in the English language to say. Uh, Texas OU in the Cotton Bowl should always be fun. I think Oklahoma's favored by three-and-a-half. But uh, since making the change at quarterback after the Arkansas game, Texas has been really good. So, we'll see how that goes. Bijan Robinson is awesome, by the way. We'll see, man. But, yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to to a weekend where I don't have to stress. So, I get to watch all these games and not worry about Mississippi State. So, it's going to be a great weekend.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, Ben – before we move too far ahead, I'm going to get into the ad read tonight. This ad is sponsored, or this uh, this podcast tonight is sponsored by Wrangler. Uh, so now we are on par with Brett Favre. I was about to say, uh, Brett Favre's but, our boy. Right. They particularly wanted us to touch on the overalls. Uh, very comfortable wear. Uh, excellent if you want to wear them over a jersey uh, whilst calling another fan base and another city a dump. Um, so Wrangler has provided tonight's ad space for you all.
1: Love it.
0: We got to touch on the Urban Meyer story, Ben. The gift that keeps on giving, even after leaving college football.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just a headline central.
0: Haven't Jags fans been through enough? Yeah, man, it's,
1: it's tough. It's tough. After everything, they had something good going with Gardner Minshew and then You know, the Tebow stuff this offseason, they get Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence comes in, like, oh, things are turning around. Not so fast, my friend.
0: For anyone that doesn't know, Urban Meyer was at his bar in Cincinnati, um, didn't fly back with the team Thursday night after the game against Cincinnati. um, And he was videotaped, and there were some screenshots that circulated the internet of him enjoying his time.
1: That's a good way to put it.
0: I believe the politically correct term is co-ed. It was with a co-ed. Yeah. She was hot. I mean, I'll give it to him. That, that was impressive. But probably not the image you want to put out there as, A, a married man, and, B, um, someone that didn't fly back with the team after a game. After a loss. Yeah. They're 0-4. Probably could have gotten a head start on next week. But who am I to judge, right?
1: He was, ben, I've, he was definitely enjoying himself.
0: Right. Um, I've seen a lot of people on the internet that's come to Urban Meyer's defense about this. I've um, seen really? a lot of people say, like, yeah, you know, he, he didn't. What, like, what did he do wrong? He didn't do anything that any of us wouldn't have done. I just want to, like, implore people. Like, this is funny. Yeah, and... We're we're not trying to take this too seriously. Urban Meyer is just a funny dude.
1: Yeah, and I disagree as a married man. That's not something I would do, especially after, you know, well, I wouldn't do it in the first place, but also you should be with your team. You should fly back with your team. You should set an example for your team. You're the leader of an organization. You know, it's just... It's bad looks all around. And, you know, a man... Lane Kiffin has had his fair accusations of things like this. Have they ever been caught on camera? No, because you don't do this in public places, and you know, obviously, there's always going to be cameras on him. Um, I just, I don't see any way that this is okay for Urban Meyer to have done. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, it's funny to watch to watch him squirm and watch all the stuff, the fallout. Um, but my question for you mr busby how long is he going to be with the jacksonville jaguars
0: Mm. to be completely honest i thought on saturday that when we hopped on here to record it would have happened by now because i urban like i said gift that keeps on giving for someone that's been in trouble as much as he has with the whole zach smith thing and um he was in that weird situation whenever he worked on Fox where like the guy walked in on his boat or something. And he was yeah, like in was the mirror. So weird. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. So weird. Uh basically collapsing on the sideline at Florida and then being like, Oh, nope, I'm actually good. I'm just gonna go to Ohio State now. Like all this kind of stuff. Someone that's been like in the news as bad as he or as much as he has, he is so bad at getting himself out of trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, to
0: learn. so I thought, and to an extent, it has compounded itself. Since that, uh, yeah, since Saturday. Um, so I honestly thought that we would be on here talking about how the Jags have an interim head coach and wondering which one of, um, USC. We have some more candidates that I don't know if I should bring up yet would be hiring urban. Um, I don't think he's long for the job. I don't think anyone thinks that. So.
1: Yeah, I don't think he One, I don't think he really wants to be there anymore. Um, I think they're going to lose a lot of games this year. So, I, um, it's almost like he did something like this to get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but Is that your conspiracy theory? <laughs> I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but it did cross my mind. Um, but uh, I thought that, um, yeah, he's not going to be there more.
0: Ben, piggybacking off of your question, this is what I have been thinking about for days now, and I keep going back and forth on it. LSU lost last week to Auburn at home for the first time since, what, 99? Yeah. Um, Orgeron should have lost the week before to Mississippi State. We've touched on that enough times. We don't need to relive it. That guy just – he's not good at his job. He caught lightning in a bottle with Joe Brady and Joe Burrow. He had Jamar Chase. He had Justin Jefferson. Like, they're – not a good team. They might be the worst in the West. A&M might have something to say about it. Honestly, like, basically, what, two through seven. You could kind of rearrange in any way, and I wouldn't be totally upset with
1: it. Um, yeah. Um, I,
0: think, I think
1: one through three are pretty pretty good set, but the that, rest of us.
0: That fan base is not one to kind of sit and wait Especially with all the uh, the outside stuff going on. So, yeah, I think, my yeah. question to you, I think we all think Eddie O is getting fired. Who do you think lasts longer between him and Urban at their current positions?
1: Mm, I'm going to say Ed ordra. Really? Because... I think he can save his job if he wins a couple games he's not supposed to, just because he's he is LSU personified just as a person. I think they love him as a person. He's obviously not a very good head football coach. Maybe he can get another co- coordinator in there or something like that to get him going. But I don't think Urban makes it past this year. So My, my question
0: – okay, my follow-up question to that would be, outside of beating Alabama, which they're not going to do, what is the game-saving job he can have?
1: Um. Mm. So they've played Mississippi state and Auburn beat Ole miss beat in Arkansas.
0: They play Kentucky this week. Do you think that's a, yeah, a game Kentucky. saving job?
1: No, I think, but coupled couple that with a few other games, they're not supposed to win. I think it's enough to keep them around.
0: I just think that fan base is like, they're done with it. They're ready to move on. And, uh, Woodward, as we've seen in the last year, by hiring Kim Mulkey from Baylor, and um, yeah, true. he's not scared. Uh, Jay Johnson from Arizona yeah. for baseball. Like I think he's not afraid to go after a big fish, and he's just going to go big fish hunting, big like fish, fish fish, big fisher? fish fishing. Yeah,
1: big game like, hunting. Like Jimbo fishing. So you're
0: trying no, to No, they're not. Uh, no, we've already discussed this. No one's going to pay him that. Ross Bjork's an, an idiot. Um, but I do think you can see Urban Meyer's name pop up there.
1: Oh, spicy. That would suck for us, but I think you could see would it. Would it? Yeah, he'd be gone within a couple of years because he. would be, Who cares? It's know. like three
0: years of Alabama, four years of or of uh, LSU being really good.
1: No, oh, he'd be like butt naked on the bayou, like doing something weird with an alligator, and he'd get fired. it would be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I, I keep going back and forth on this. The NFL season, if or I'll, I'll say. I'll say Ed Orgeron gets fired first strictly because
1: – I said Urban Meyer.
0: Well, that, and also, like, the NFL season is just longer, and if they're going to give him a full year, I'll take Ed Orgeron because I don't think he's lasting that long. I don't necessarily think Urban's lasting that long either. I'm just hedging my bet here. Fair enough. So,
1: Urban, mm-hmm. when he leaves,
0: where is he going? USC is the the one that everyone wants to talk about. I have a different opinion. I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you hear this, I guess. I still think James Franklin is the favorite for that USC job, and I could see Urban
1: sliding right in at Penn State. That'd be tough with their kind of recent history of some scandal. Bringing uh, up yeah, but
0: winning trumps everything, Ben. That's fair. Uh,
1: yeah, so I think USC makes the most sense. I mean, L.A., him. Um, You know, I could see him going back to the analyst thing and and waiting for a job uh, somewhere else. But I think USC makes the most sense. LSU is interesting. Penn State would be crazy. I don't hate that, but that would be wild with everything going on.
0: My Uh, absolute dream that would never happen is Franklin to USC, Dan Mullen to Penn State, Urban back to Florida where the fan base already hates him. I think that would be absolutely hilarious and drama filled, but that's the uh, that's the NBA fan in me talking. That's just never going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, man, but that that would be crazy. Dan Mullen made me eat words or eat my words this weekend, so he's back on my shit list.
0: Ben, we're gonna we're gonna skip fantasy football real quick. We're gonna straight to our pick since we're on the football heavy train. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, I came with seven again. I know I said five, but. <laughs> I'm Why do you always keep doing this to me. I'm worried that we're going to overlap and I don't want to do that.
1: Well, I have a couple I could throw in as well. So,
0: okay. Uh, my first pick, I'm just going to go ahead and start here is Coastal Carolina minus 19 at Arkansas State. Big number again. Butch Jones is terrible. Arkansas State's terrible. I'm going to take Coastal Carolina. Jamie Chadwell is also going to get a very good head coaching job this offseason. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I got
1: I'll, some big numbers in here too. Yeah. I would take the points and run there. I'll um I'll go a big number as well. Georgia minus fifteen.
0: See, we overlap.
1: Yeah, that's that seems like not enough points. They'll beat them by thirty. So I I love Georgia here. I Bulldogs against a not very good Auburn team. Nick's terrible. Georgia's very good. Like I said, I think they're the best team in the country. So I'm taking I'm taking that.
0: Yeah, are we just gonna like let people say that Bo Nix is good again?
1: I want him to start Bo Nix forever.
0: Might get your wish if he keeps playing like last week. Yeah,
1: well, but this is games.
0: that's that's so just. I was gonna say Bo Nix, but it's so Auburn in general mm-hmm. for like something like that to happen, and then you get super excited. Like Bo Nix is not good, and then he made like three or four plays last week that were just ridiculously stupid, awesome plays. So now the, the media is all, all back on the Bo Nix bandwagon.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't get it. But I was sitting at the bar Saturday with a bunch of Auburn people cause I was in Alabama and they were like, if we start Bo Nix, we riot. I don't know. I didn't talk to him after the game, but turned out okay for him. But even I think the Auburn fan base is fed up with him.
0: Ben, I talked earlier about my correction, maybe overreaction. Uh, my second pick is Virginia Tech plus one as a home underdog against Notre Dame. Yeah, Six o'clock, Blacksburg, Lane Stadium, Inter-Sandman, the whole nine yards. Um, I don't think Virginia Tech's that bad, and uh, I would expect them to win straight up. So uh, I guess this could be a money line pick, but I got it at plus one, so it's whatever.
1: Basically same thing. I got you. I don't hate that. Um, my next one, I'm going to go with – The Kentucky Wildcats, minus three and a half against LSU. I think Kentucky proved to me last week that they're not a bad team. Uh, Smack talked them a lot. Smack talked Mark Stoops, talked up Florida and Dan Mullen, and they just came out and put it on them. So, I don't think LSU is very good at all. I'll take Kentucky minus three and a half all day.
0: So, I looked at this game as well. It scares the heck out of me, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is, like, the, the perfect – Yeah, this is the perfect, like, team plays for its coach game.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And I know I said I was buying the Kentucky hype last week. I'm still not off that train. They're playing at home again. Like I said, you don't just walk into Kroger and expect a victory. <laughs> um, But this would be so LSU if they just came in and won and uh, and everyone was sing the praises of Coach uh, O of again. So – Um, my third pick, I'm going to stick, actually, I'm going to move to the, uh, the big 12. I have TCU minus one and a half at Texas tech. Um, I think TCU is pretty good. Zach Evans, the five-star running back that committed to 14 different teams, uh, finally settled in at, at TCU. Um, I don't think Texas tech's very good. They got blown out by Texas a couple weeks ago, um, which TCU just played close. Transitive property doesn't exist, but it does in my mind. So, I'm just going to pick TCU minus one and a half at Texas Tech.
1: All right. I got a very SEC heavy this week, but I'm taking Bama minus 18 versus eight. I also like the over 51 in that game. That's just like a little side thing. Um, but I don't think a is very good. Uh, I think Bama is really good. So, I expect that to show in the final score. I like Bama to win by three touchdowns. So,
0: yeah. My last two are NFL picks then. Cause we overlapped on both of the sec games.
1: Okay. I got two NFL as well.
0: You probably have this one as well. So you might need to pivot Tennessee minus four and a half
1: at Jacksonville. Okay,
0: good. For anyone that's listening, Ben just shook his head. No, um, I'll never like, pick
1: Tennessee again after last week.
0: I, I do that urban situation is so funny and it's so stupid and it's so bad that I think they're just going to suck this week. <laughs> and, um, uh, it's going to suck for me because Tennessee, I think, is going to win, and they'll be three and two in the division now. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that game is going to be particularly close. I think four and a half is kind of gifting you money at this point, which means that Jacksonville will win by a touchdown.
1: Hopefully. I picked Tennessee to beat the freaking Jets, to cover against the Jets, and they didn't even beat the Jets.
0: Never bet against Mormon
1: Jesus. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, my next one is a money line. Yeah. Okay. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL?
0: Carson Wentz. Are you talking about Josh uh... (laughs)
1: Allen? And I'm taking the Bills money lining as the Chiefs plus 117.
0: I love it. I love it so much, Ben.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of those games. uh, The Chiefs got them in the playoffs last year. Um, I think they come out. They're playing better right now. I think the Chiefs are kind of trying to still find them. They had a good week last week, but they're still trying to find their group. Uh, The line's two and a half. Chiefs minus two and a half. But I'm. I think the Bills went out right. I love it.
0: Um, my last pick, I, this is the one I'm most hesitant on because I don't know who's playing quarterback, but I have Denver plus one at Pittsburgh. If it's 72 gloves, love it. Strewlock, absolutely despise it. Uh, but Pittsburgh stinks, man. Big Ben. Like, Big Ben so is just so sad. sad. And now oh he's God, got another last week. He's got 14 injuries. He's Carson Wentz,
1: but old. Yeah, he's he literally can't move. So, um,
0: so this is kind of contingent on Teddy Bridgewater playing. But I'm going to take it anyway. So, uh, Denver plus one at Pittsburgh.
1: All right, my last one, um, which I don't love, but I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams minus two and a half against the Seahawks on Thursday night. Um, I think they kind of got embarrassed by the Cardinals this week. Um, I think they come out ready to go. I'm firing all cylinders. The Seahawks scare me because, you know, we are out of September now, but they're they're an early season team. Uh, Russell Wilson can show out. They can drop points. But I think the Rams come out ready to show something in division, and they get the win by at least three. So, I like them minus two and a half.
0: Also, everyone, while I'm thinking about this, I texted Ben today to see if we like doing the picks the way that we're doing um i had an idea i'm just gonna throw it out to the interwebs you know all four of you that listen um would you like to see us pick the same games and make it a contest uh so at the beginning of each week me and ben would get together and pick you know five six seven eight games however many we decided on um and we would just keep a tally and whoever came out victorious at the end of the year. I don't know. Maybe a bet's made along the way. We'll figure it out.
1: Love that. Or
0: uh, or do you like uh, us kind of going off the rails here and having our own discourse? Um, whichever got, whichever one you guys prefer, I'm cool with it either way. This is a blast. So um, just let us know. Uh, you can at me on Twitter at ebus 18 I think Instagram is the same thing. Ben, do you want to plug yourself?
1: Yeah, so you can at me as well. Um, Instagram is at bmw uh, like the car 268 um and my twitter is at b williams 112 so 112 there you can add you us know. there um we also have a tiktok now oh god talk- <laughs> you want to talk to him about that
0: we have an intern his
1: name is jared yeah he's great he is great and he made us a um a tiktok account which he does pretty good with I don't know that he's actually posting anything on ours, but it's B underscore team underscore pod. So if you want to give us some followers there, um, we're going to start posting some content there um, and just kind of get this thing going. But let us know. We want to do what the people like. So
0: Absolutely. I think you can also leave a comment on either Spotify or Apple, wherever you're getting this from. Um, but yeah, like we said, just let us know. It's going to be a fun time either way. Um, but Ben, I want to finish it up with something we're just very bad at by the way uh and that's our fantasy booms and busts we did not consult this week so if there's any overlap here we'll just roll with it um but for my booms i tried to go a little bit off the grid i tried to go i don't know if they're off the grid but people that are kind of up and down i didn't want to go with the typical you know usual suspects so my first boom kind of boomed last week but it's Corey davis And he's playing Atlanta, 26-ranked passing defense. I have been on the Mormon Jesus hype train for a while. I don't know if he's actually any good. But um, I think if he's going to throw the ball to anyone, it's got to be Corey Davis. Because why would you want to throw to Elijah Moore?
1: You can also go ahead and go to your second one, because my first boom was Mr. Corey Davis.
0: (laughs) And that's the issue with these, when we don't consult with each other.
1: So that guarantees a bus guarantee for anybody. by the week. Oh yeah. So uh, four
0: points, say. four points for sure, two catches.
1: Probably end up IR. Yeah.
0: Snap leg. I hope not. Yeah. That, that that's we don't me. Want that I at take all. that back. <laughs> um my second boom is a quarterback.
1: Oh no. Do you have Danny Dimes? Oh no. No. Okay. I, I went back and forth.
0: Gotcha. Uh my second boom is Danny Dimes, Mr. Uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is like sneaky awesome on the road. I don't know why. Uh, and he's playing fantasy too. Yeah, and he's playing Dallas, who Dallas can score. I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna have to throw the ball to keep up Dallas. So um, I would expect a big game out of uh, old Daniel Jones there, uh, barring any weird Daniel Jones turnovers or tripping at the three yard line whenever he's running it in for a touchdown. All
1: right. So my second boom is Mr. Kirk Cousins the Minnesota against the Detroit Lions. Um, I think he's been sneaky good this year as well. He's had at least 22 points um, in three of the four games, and the Lions allowing the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So, I think he goes off this week. kind of had a tough week last week. So, um, I like him this week. Gotcha.
0: My third one is a big name. Um, wide receiver again. Someone that's been pretty bad for the most part of this year, but he's awesome at football, and uh, I don't think he's going to be bad forever, and that's Allen Robinson. The Bears just named Justin Fields QB1 today. Matt Nagy sucks, but uh, Allen Rob- or Justin Fields got to throw to somebody, and the best way of that team to throw it to is Allen Robinson, and he's playing at Las Vegas. Las Vegas can score. Uh, might get a shootout there. I think they're like the 11th or 12th ranked passing defense. So it's, you know, pretty good, but definitely doable. We watched Keenan Allen get, what, like 11 targets last week. Didn't put in very many yards, had a lot of passes. Um, so my third boom is Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears.
1: All righty. So my last boom is a running back who's kind of been hot and cold this year. Uh, this is Daryl Henderson of the Rams. Um, They're going up against the Seahawks, who's the 31st defense against running backs in the NFL. Uh, I think he has a big week. Like I said, I think the Rams go out and want to score a bunch of points. Um, I think they may be up late, so I think he may get the ball a lot. He's the best. I think he's the best-rated running back in the NFL in pass protection, so he stays in on on the field a lot. Um, So if he can stay healthy, I think he's great, and I think this this week he goes off. And I'll just go ahead and go to my first bust because it lined up really well. My first bus is Mr. Allen Robinson of the <laughs> Chicago Bears. So, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are 10th against wide receivers this year um, in the league. I think uh, they come out. I don't believe the Bears are very good on offense. Uh, you got Justin Fields named the starter going forward, which helps his case, but they haven't shown to have a connection between the two. He throws it to – is it Mooney? Darnell Mooney. Yeah, Darnell Mooney a lot um their running back situation is weird so i think people aren't scared of the run at this point so i think he busts this week
0: gotcha that'll be fun to to keep tabs on uh ben and i also wrote down daryl henderson uh and then erase it because he's been consistent all year i didn't think that would be much of a boom um based on where he's been but i yeah i think i agree with you i think daryl henderson is gonna have a big week this week so that is another guaranteed like six points for somebody
1: And I'm just going to go ahead. Now we're getting towards the end of the pod. I'm just going to run through my last two busts real quick. Um, My second bust is a quarterback, uh, Taylor Henneke, against the Saints this week. Um, I don't really have a big reason for this. Uh, I kind of like him as a quarterback, but the Saints have been pretty good against quarterbacks this year. Um, They, you know, struggling against Carolina. They they've kind of had an up and down year. I think they have to get it together. So I think that they he will struggle against them this week. And my last one um, kind of hurts me because I drafted him and thought he was going to be better this year. But Miles Gaskin, um, the running back for the Dolphins, the Colts shut him down last week. Playing the Bucks this week, um, who have been very stout against running backs this year. So I think he I would not start him
0: in my league. Gotcha. Yeah. I- I, I agree with you on Miles Gaskin, too. I wrote that one, too, and then took it off. Um, my first bust is Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus Buffalo. I think that one's going to be a shootout. I think Patrick Mahomes and, and company is going to have a big game, even though it is against Buffalo's defense. Um, so I think you'll see more points for Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and those sort rather than CEH. Um, my second bust is someone that you picked a bust last week that didn't, but I think it's, it's his week this week. Uh, that's Devontae Smith at Carolina. Carolina is a good defense, even though, you know, Dallas kind of put it on them last week. They just added Stefan Gilmore. Um, so, if, if you just tell Stefan Gilmore, go out there and cover somebody, it seems like a pretty decent idea. Um, and my third bust, kind of in the same ilk as your last bust, is Antonio Gibson. And it hurts me because, like you with Miles Gaskin, I drafted Antonio Gibson. Um, playing New Orleans – you already mentioned you don't like Tyler, Taylor Heineke. Um, this JD McKissick stuff is going to piss me off, man. Uh, and the longer that they keep messing around with that, the more annoyed I'm going to get. Yep. But, all right. Those are our booms and busts for the week. But Ben, next week's episode is going to be a doozy. Yeah. We have college football to recap. We have you know, MLB playoffs to recap. The Yankees are already out. The Cardinals are making a sick play as we speak. They're up one nothing in, t- in the bottom of the second. Um, and we'll have the uh, NLDS series and ALDS series going on, so we can recap that. No uh, also, basketball is back. Sorry, NBA fans, but John Morant looked like the greatest player on the planet last night.
1: Do you against- have something to uh, say? About the
0: NBA? Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, Something I've been thinking long and hard about this announcement. We have a surprise pod coming out on Monday. Mm
1: -hmm. Now,
0: guys, avid B-team podcast listeners, your fearless leader, Benjamin, may not be able to make it.
1: Yep.
0: But it's going to be a good time anyway, because it's going to be me and uh, two other nincompoops, Mm -hmm. uh, Pierce Williams and Justin Pounders, on the pod. Uh, We're going to be doing an NBA deep dive, so to speak. Um, They're both Grizzlies fans. I'm sure it'll start off very Grizzlies heavy. I apologize in advance, but we're going to get to uh, some NBA talk, uh, predictions, uh, players that we're looking to bust out, players that might flop, teams that might flop. Uh, You never know. These two can take it anywhere. So um,
1: it's going to be a good time. Just promise me you'll mention the Magic at least once.
0: Uh, Yeah. I got to mention our Lord and Xavier, Jalen Suggs. There you go. So – Everyone be on the lookout for that and be on the lookout for uh, more excellent B team uh, content coming your way next week, but we are out of here.
1: See ya.